In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you. On this Sunday, before next Sunday, which will be the celebration of Christmas. So as always, we'd like to ask Mary to be with us. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. And we also like to invoke Mary as we do in the Hail Holy Queen. Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So as we get ready to celebrate the birthday of Christ, being Jesus born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's invite Mary to be with us, to accompany us, to pray for us and to pray with us. <coughs> As we say that prayer that she loves most, that prayer is the Hail Mary, together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now I would like to Invite to be with us also our spiritual guide or spiritual director. How privileged we are to have as our spiritual guide or spiritual director to have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many different names or titles. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete. The Holy Spirit is also known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of our souls. Holy Spirit is also known as our sanctifier. He who helps us to grow in holiness. Holy Spirit is also known as our Consoler in the midst of the tribulations that life offers us. He's the one that will console us as well as our Counselor. How important it is for us to make right decisions for ourselves and our family members and the Holy Spirit can give us a lot of light, a lot of good counsel. And of course, uh, the Holy Spirit is our interior master or teacher. St. Paul goes on to say that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. We don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. 
So let's pray together. And ask the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light and a tear of fire to burn within our hearts as you pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as always, uh, like encourage you all by praying with you, but also by promising to pray for you in the greatest of all prayers. I'll have two Masses today, and I'd like to place you on the altar during the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. By far the greatest prayer in the world is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So I'd like to place you on the altar and pray the following intentions. First, that all of us in these days preceding Christmas, which will be next Sunday, next Saturday evening, Christmas Eve, that we would be open and open and docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. That we would say, often this prayer, Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My second intention, I like to play place on the altar, all of you as well as your families. Know that all of you are are praying for your family members who probably all have 
family members that are not living their faith that the way that you would hope that they would live it. Maybe choosing another path. Let's don't give in to discouragement, but let's pray for let's pray for our family members that in this season of grace that they would open up their hearts to the birthday of Christ, that Christ will will be born in their hearts this Christmas. place them on the altar and when we receive communion beg the Lord to touch their hearts because truly only only God can give us only God can give us true happiness the third intention I'd like to pray for the conversion of sinners but especially those Sinners, the deathbed sinners that will be dying today. Those who are dying possibly now and don't have God in their lives nor their hearts, that they would open up their hearts to God's infinite mercy. In the words of the psalmist, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. So I'd like to pray for deathbed sinners that they would open up, open up their hearts and beg the Lord for pardon and mercy. The Lord is slow to anger and rich in mercy as the psalmist teaches us. So my friends, we have one week Actually, six days before Christmas Eve. Let's prepare ourselves well to meet the Lord, to receive the Lord in our hearts. So I'd like to go with you right away to the Gospel. The church offers us today, as always on Sunday, Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord always. These uh, three readings. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 7. Where Isaiah asks the King Ahaz to ask for a sign, and he said, I will not. Ask for a sign. Isaiah says, "Is it enough for you for you to worry, weary men? Or you want to, do you want to weary God? You will be given a sign. The sign will be that a virgin will be will bring forth a child, and the name of the child that child will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us." That's from Isaiah chapter 7, 10 to 14. We already see a, pro- a prophecy in Isaiah 7, 10 to 14, the prophecy of 
the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that, of course, is one of Mary's privileges or dogmas that Mary is a perpetual virgin. She was virgin before the birth of Christ, during the birth of Christ, and after the birth of Christ. So we have uh, the very beginning of the first chapter of St. Paul to the Romans. And he says that for the sake of his name among all the Gentiles, among whom are you also who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all the beloved of God in Rome, called to be holy, raised to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We, my friends, we want to belong to Christ. We want to belong to Christ. We want all every fiber of our being to belong to Christ. So as we get close to the birthday of Christ, let's pray that we would belong totally to him. As Christ belonged totally to Mary and Mary belonged to Christ, may we belong to Christ. Belong to Christ. We have that name, belong to Jesus Christ. Let's briefly speak about the name, this holy name. When Mary meets the angel, the archangel Gabriel, she says his name will be Jesus because he will save the people of their sin. The name of Jesus, my friends, is the name above all other names. St. Paul says that the name of Jesus may every knee in heaven, on earth, and even below the earth bow to the ground. Let us have a great reverence for the name of Jesus Christ. Years ago when we went to school to those good Catholic nuns, they would teach us that when you hear the name of Jesus to bow your heads. Still a very good practice. When you hear the name of Jesus, bow your heads. Maybe if you notice, when I celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, every time I say the name Jesus, I bow my head. And that's actually the, the rubrics of the Mass is when the priest says the name of Jesus and Mary and the saint of the day, we make a simple bow of the head. And I would even say to you, when you're tempted by the devil to do evil, call upon the name of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, who encounter the gospel today. 
You might even learn this prayer. You may, may even learn this prayer. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I give you my heart and my soul. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, make my heart like unto yours. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, assist me in my last agony. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I breathe forth my soul unto thee. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment time. Let us renew within us a greater reverence for the holy name of Jesus Christ. So my friend, let's move to the the gospel today which we have from St. Matthew chapter 1. So yesterday we had the, the genealogy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Matthew, it's from Abraham all the way up to Joseph, Mary, and Jesus Christ. Whereas the Lucan version goes all the way back to Adam and Eve, the beginning of humanity. Talking about the name of Jesus, it's very important that parents give to their children a Christian name. A Christian name. Yesterday I did a wedding. And often when I'm doing the wedding, I'll, I'll try to weave into my homily some idea on the names of the those who are Marrying, especially if their name is a Christian name, sometimes the name might not actually have a Christian orientation. But yesterday his name was Armando Javier, and they spoke about St. Francis Xavier. The name of the woman was Mary Maria Raya. Raya basically means a lightning bolt. And they said, well, you have to be like the Blessed Mother and move quickly to do God's will. The importance of, of our names. Of our names. So let's move into the, the Gospel for today. and St. John the Cross whose feast day was celebrated last week on December 14th. He says that Jesus Christ, uh, knowledge and love for Jesus Christ has no limits. John the Cross compares it to descending into a gold mine. And he says there are pockets or veins in which the miner is able to find nuggets of gold. And he goes on to point out that the deeper you go, the more 
precious are these golden nuggets, so it is in our relationship with Christ. The deeper we go into his life, the more precious are these golden nuggets, are these golden nuggets that are representative of Christ himself. As he says in one of the parables, the the pearl, the pearl of infinite price, the pearl of infinite price is really Christ himself. So this is the word of God. It says this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, But before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Let's comment upon that briefly. Mary was found with child through the Holy Spirit. This we find in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 1. Now Mary had made Mary had made a vow to God The vow means a solemn promise that Mary had made to God and This was a vow of perpetual virginity That means that Mary had decided by a free act of her will to remain a virgin forever. To not enter into any, any sexual relationship with anyone. That was a serious, solemn promise that Mary had made. For that reason, when the Archangel Gabriel comes to Mary and says to Mary that she will conceive and have a child Mary's wondering how is this going to come about? If Mary's going to maintain her virginity, how is she going to have a child at the same time? And the Archangel Gabriel reassures her by saying that the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit would would descend upon her. And she will conceive through the power of the Holy Spirit. For nothing is impossible for God. The sign that was given is her kinswoman Elizabeth. She was considered to be sterile as already in her sixth month. Because nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary says, Yes, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. That moment, the Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, overshadows Mary. And Mary conceives through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's important we understand that passage of St. Luke, chapter 1, 26 to 38, to understand this chapter 1 of Matthew. St. Joseph also had made this vow to God and to Mary to have a virginal marriage between the two of them. 
So Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with a child through the Holy Spirit. Now Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Now St. Joseph There are many interpretations of this reaction to St. Joseph. And I think the interpretation I'll give to you is very solid and noble. St. Joseph never, never occurred to him unfaithfulness on the part of Mary. That never crossed his mind because he knew that Mary was very holy and pleasing to God. But St. Joseph possibly thought that this mystery is beyond his, his capability. So he felt to basically retire from the situation, but then God, God intervenes. How does he intervene? So what happens is St. Joseph, more than once, is met by an angel. God sends an angel who appears to St. Joseph in a dream. You're going to see several times in the Gospel that St. Joseph, St. Joseph has encounter with angels in the gospel today. Also, when King Herod has intention of killing the child Jesus, the angel appears to him. When King Herod dies, the angel appears to him. So Saint Joseph has this Saint Joseph has this intimate relationship to his angel. So man might even stop and And renew in our lives our relationship with the angels. Why don't you renew your relationship with your guardian angel? That morning and evening during the course of the day you'd be more and more aware of the presence of your angel in your life. The purpose of your angel is to help you to get to heaven. The purpose of your angel is to give you a lot of light in your intellect. The purpose of your angel is to help to inspire you to do good. 
purpose of your angel is to warn you when there's potential danger. Purpose of your angel is even if you do fall, the angel will help you to get up. So you see the the angel's presence in the in the in the Bible, the angel's presence throughout the whole of the Bible, the angel's presence within the church, the angel's presence in the lives of the saints. So allow allow the good angel to take a more prominent role in your life. She appears in a dream. And these are the words of the angel to St. Joseph. Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She'll bear a son, and you're to name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet. And this is the first reading. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. which means God with us. Which means God with us. The word Emmanuel, mean, which means God with us. Let's speak a few, few minutes upon that word Emmanuel. That's the word given for Christ among the many names that are given to him, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God, God with us. What are ways in which, my friends, we can become more and more aware of God being with us? One of the one of the attributes of God Himself is that God is omnipresent. Saint Paul preaching in Athens, quoting one of the one of the Greek poets, he says as one of your prophet, one of your poets say, in him we live and move and have our being. So wherever we go, God is always present. And one of the secrets of the saints is to be aware of God's presence in our life. That book by Brother Lawrence, Living the Presence of God, is a classic. One of the Psalms, 
expresses it in these words. If I climb to the heights, the summit of the mountain, God is present there. If I plummet to the depths of the earth, to the depths of the sea, you're present there. Even in the darkest of night, you see me as if the sun were beaming at midday. So, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. When we enter into the season of Advent, we talk about the different Advent, which means coming, the different ways in which Christ will come. Christ came 2,000 years ago being born in Bethlehem. That's his historical presence. Then Jesus will come at the end of the world. The time, the place, the manner, the circumstances, we really don't know. But he says that we have to be prepared. Be prepared because he'll come like a thief in the night. Like in the time of Noah. we got to be prepared and vigilant. Then there's another way in which Christ comes. And Pius Parsh, the liturgical expert that lived about 70 years ago, wrote various books on God's presence coming to us through grace. God comes to us through grace. So I invite you to be aware of Emmanuel, God with us. You know, people live in big cities. It's sometimes difficult to appreciate the presence of nature. The presence of nature. God speaks to us through beauty. Behind the beauty of nature is God, the author of all beauty. What is it in nature that seems to captivate you most to be the Emmanuel presence in which your minds are being lifted up on high? One of my talks last week, I was speaking about, to the young people, about the beauty of nature in Southern California. you got the majestic mountains on one side of L.A., then you have, you have the ocean. And the ocean, the ocean can express the presence of God in many ways. Because you have those waves, the waves that are coming in and going out, coming in and going out, coming in and going out.
doesn't that speak to us about God who's eternal? God has no beginning and God has no end. We had a beginning, but we have no end. And those waves, they manifest another attribute of God, God's omnipotence. God is all-powerful. We know these tsunamis that about, what, about 15 years ago crashed upon shore of India and Indonesia, demolishing whole towns. We see power. God is eternal, God is infinite, and God is all-powerful. So, Emmanuel, God is with us. God can manifest himself through the presence of nature. God also speaks to us through the word of God, which we're explaining to you now in this dilemma or predicament of St. Joseph. He's made a perpetual vow of virginity with Mary. He's aware that Mary's with child. He doesn't really seem to understand And then the angel intervenes and reveals the means by which this child has been conceived and it is the Holy Spirit. So we should allow allow the Word of God to speak to our hearts. Allow the Word of God to speak to our hearts. We should have the Word of God within our hands every day to, to read and reflect and say, Speak to me, Lord, for your servant is listening. We should have a real hunger for the Word of God. As Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And God speaks to us through circumstances. God speaks to us through circumstances. The other day I was listening to Relevant Radio and this woman called in Patrick Madrid and said, I I don't hear God speaking to me. How does God speak to us? And Patrick Madrid gave a really good answer. He said that, well, I don't really hear God speaking to to me audibly usually, but I, uh, before making decisions, I'll, I'll pray and say, Lord, I really believe this to be your will. And I'll consult my wife before making an important decision. And um, Patrick Madrid said that uh, the way that he arrived at being a, a radio host on Relevant Radio for three hours was providential. said he was married when he was... Uh, 20 years of age, he started to have children, he worked uh, as a salesman selling selling DVDs and he was pretty happy with that, but then he just felt that this was not for him and he gave his boss a two weeks notice and said, I, I really not, I don't feel that this is my future and he didn't have work and then what happened was... Um, he got a phone call from Carl Keating. Carl Keating was a lawyer who decided to basically renounce his work to dedicate himself to apologetics. So Carl Keating invited Patrick Madrid to come with him and he said yes and they 
they started what is called Catholic Answers in San Diego. And he worked there for about eight years. One occasion I actually went to Catholic Answers and gave a one-day retreat to their team. Carl Keating asked me to give a retreat with Father Larry about probably about 26 years ago. And then Patrick Madrid had a phone call from Marcus Grodi. He lived in Ohio. And what happened was Marcus Grodi said that I've got a radio program and I'm going to be moving into another direction. If you'd like to take my radio program once a week on Thursday, and Patrick Madrid said yes. And then Patrick Madrid got a phone call from Doug Sherman asking him if he'd like to help out on Immaculate Heart Radio by taking an hour a day talk. He said yes. And then there was a merging between Immaculate Heart Radio as well as uh, Relevant Radio. And Relevant Radio asked him to talk three hours. So I thought it was very, very interesting the trajectory of uh, Patrick Madrid. He said that he really never planned when he was recently married to be working full-time on Catholic Radio, having a three-hour program Monday through Friday, but he, he was basically saying it came about through a divine providence. It came about by divine providence and just taking one step at a time. So we see this also in St. Joseph. St. Joseph didn't fully understand how Mary was with child. How could this happen? Because they had made a, a vow. Joseph felt that this was beyond him, so he was deciding to just leave Mary, divorce her quietly. And God intervened through the angel. So God speaks to us, my friends, through circumstances. Through circumstances. They think the more we get close to God, the more we become more and more aware that God is constantly knocking at the door of our hearts. Constantly knocking at the door of our hearts. If we have a mystical vision of life, I'd like to tell you another way in which God speaks through circumstances. St. Ignatius of Loyola, he formed what is called the Company of Jesus, the Jesuits. And he ends up by going to Paris to study at the University of Paris. While he's there, while he's there, 
He encounters young men. These young men like Ignatius and his apostolic zeal, his love for God, his vision to give honor and glory to God for the salvation of souls. So two of his roommates would go on to become two great saints. Saint Francis Xavier. And the other roommate was a man, his name was Pierre Favre. And Pierre Favre was actually the first one to be ordained a priest. I'd like to tell you an anecdote in the life of Pierre Favre to see, to be aware of how God speaks through circumstances. In fact, I'd like to ask all of us today to pray for the grace to recognize God, God's presence in our lives. In the ordinary circumstances of our lives, God is present. Through the people that we live with, the people that we meet during the course of the day, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, through the contradictions we have at times in life, God is never absent from us, but we tend to absent ourselves from God. I repeat that God is never absent from us, but we tend to absent ourselves from God. Okay, let's go to the example of Pierre Favre. His name is Saint Pierre Favre. Pope Francis canonized him about about four or five years ago. So Ignatius was studying in Paris. He had these two companions would become part of the first the initial company of Jesus, the Jesuits. Francis Xavier would be sent to the Indies, to India, and then eventually Japan, and die on the shore of China. Ignatius said to Francis Xavier, go settle on fire. In 10 or 11 years he did incredible good. But St. Pierre Favre had a different mission. In all, a different mission. In all, of all the, those who are given the spiritual exercises, St. Ignatius was the was the key figure in giving the spiritual exercises which he gave to Favre and he gave to Francis Xavier and gave to many other people. And the spiritual exercises were transforming lives. Even to this day, the spiritual exercises transform lives as it has happened the lives of many of you through our 10-week program. So Favre was... Con- was 
he he gave the exercise to kings and queens and bishops and priests. He was the expert in giving the exercises after Ignatius. So on occasion, Favre was called to go to a a palace to give the exercises, I think it was to the king or queen. And Favre was dressed in very simple black garb. Very simple black garb, very simple, very frugal. Manifesting really uh, great poverty. Almost as if he looked like a beggar. So Favre knocked at the door of the, of, the, of the palace there. The doorkeeper opened up the door and said, Who are you? He said, I'm Father Pierre Favre. The porter said, I don't know any Pierre Favre. She said, Go your way. So he closed the door in the face of Pierre Favre because he didn't recognize him. He thought he was maybe just one of those beggars, street beggars. So the door was closed in the face of Pierre Favre. As would happen to Mary and Joseph, they were seeking a place in the inn and there was no room for them in the place of the inn. That's Christmas. Now what would you do if someone closed the door on your face? I repeat the question. What would you do if the door were closed on your face? Our natural reaction, my friends, would be anger. Anger and bitterness. You would probably come and knock on the door even louder. Let me in. How dare you close the door on the famous preacher of the exercises, Pierre Favre, who's come to give the exercises to the king and the queen. How dare you? That most likely would be our reaction because of our pride. But I'd like you to reflect upon the action of Pierre Favre. And you see the working of the Holy Spirit, of grace, because God is present in all times and circumstances, and His great humility. He entered within his heart and he prayed as such. How often has it happened that God, that the Holy Spirit has knocked on my, has knocked on the door of my heart and I failed to open up to God's knocking? As Revelation chapter 3 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. 
whoever opens up to me, I will sit down and dine with him and he'll dine with me. How often has it happened that I myself have failed to open up the door of God, of Christ, when he's knocking at the door of my heart? So Pierre Favre allowed this apparent rejection, humiliation, to happen in which he was able to make an act of reparation for the many times in which He had failed to open up his heart to God knocking at the door of his heart. And Father continues, and he actually prayed. He prayed for this porter that when he died, that God would open up the gates of heaven for this porter. See, we see the third degree of humility and praying for those people who maybe are not kind to us. Then Father prayed also that when he died, that when he died, that God would open up the gates of heaven for him to enter. So we see a man, a man of God, a follower of St. Ignatius, a man imbued with the spirit spirit of the spiritual exercises. How he's able to open up his heart to God's knocking. So we go back to St. Joseph. Seemed to be a contradiction, but the angel intervenes in the life of St. Joseph Let's pray that we would allow allow our good angel to work in us and that we would take St. Joseph as our patron saint and our model. So when Joseph awoke from his dream, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. So we see in St. And he took his wife into his home. There's another another very important lesson. St. Joseph's silence. St. Joseph's great humility. St. Joseph's great docility. St. Joseph's Openness to the angel, the good angel. St. Joseph open to the Holy Spirit. And I'd have to say this also. St. Joseph's, his, not only his obedience, not only his obedience, but his quick obedience, the alacrity by which he acts. 
How often it happens that we do obey? How often it happens that we, we do obey God but begrudgingly? Now that we do obey God but we we may be put off obeying God until maybe a later time. So I think we can learn a lot from this biblical passage today. Mary and her conception of Christ through the Holy Spirit, the plan of St. Joseph, the mystery here, the dilemma of St. Joseph, God intervening through the presence of the angel, St. Joseph's silence, him listening, St. Joseph's yes, and the rapid obedience of St. Joseph, not waiting until tomorrow what God wants us to do right now. Let's beg St. Joseph this week to help us to be docile, responsive, and obedient to the voice of God in our lives. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of Mary and St. Joseph, may God bless all of you today in a very special way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.